Well, hello, this is Rudy Holland. Thank you for tuning again to another podcast of Moments of Inspiration. Well, we're in the book of Philippians. I hope that you'll get your Bibles and maybe a sheet of paper. Maybe you want to take a few notes as we're coming to the close of our series of podcasts and, and discussions from the book of Philippians. I remind you that we're not doing an exposition of the book, so it isn't a commentary to as such on the book. But rather what we're doing is we're attempting to pull out some uh, spiritual truths, and I call them spiritual nuggets, that will help us not only to understand the Bible and understand this portion of Scripture, but they help us with our daily lives. Practical application is so, so important when it comes to faith. You can believe what you want to believe, that's fine, and that's where, that's the, that's the foundation, that's the beginning. But faith must be followed by practice. And sometimes we say we believe something, but our practice doesn't demonstrate the fact that we really believe it. So I hope that these practical nuggets, as I call them, help you be able to, if I can use the term, wrap your arms around a biblical truth and make it a part of your daily life. The book of Philippians, as I I remind you, as I do about every one of these podcasts, is about how to maintain your joy, how to continue to to live joyously in your Christian experience. We live in in a society that is void of so much of real, real joy. Now, joy is talking about that inner peace and contentment that we have. It's not talking about happiness. Happiness is uh, contingent upon circumstance. Joy is not contingent upon circumstances. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's in spite of circumstances. It's that inner peace and contentment, knowing that for us who know Jesus, that God is in control, and that our life is not out of control because of uh, circumstances that are beyond our control and or even some of those circumstances are, are uh, the results of poor choices. And yet God has still not lost control of our lives. God still cares. And God's still uh, working in our lives. We talked about in previous podcasts that our joy sometimes is, are, are, is altered and sometimes lost because of the circumstances of life. And uh, even recently, I've, I've uh, been, uh, been made aware of the death of some people, an untimely death of a husband, an untimely death of a, uh, of, a, of a daughter and granddaughter in her early 20s. And, and I could just go on and on of the, of the adverse circumstances, not just death, financial problems, all kinds of problems. If we're not careful, we'll lose, we'll lose our joy. Sometimes we lose our joy because of the circumstances of, of disappointments, of things that we had planned that we thought were going to work out, and yet they did not. So I, I, I just say we have to be aware that sometimes circumstances can be the thief of our joy. Chapter 1, Paul talks about those things. In chapter 2, he talks about how people can be the thief of our joy. And that's true. We can become so disenchanted and discouraged and disheartened by the way people treat us. Sometimes we feel that we've been mistreated. Sometimes we feel that we have been 
even abused, and sometimes that's all true. But in spite of all of that, we can have inner peace, contentment in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we put too much emphasis on the things of life that uh, we lose sight of the important things, spiritual things. And so all of these things are uh, have a tendency to, to be the thief, uh, thieves of our joy. When we come to chapter 4, by the way, people Paul deals with in chapter 2, things in chapter 3, chapter 4, he kind of does a summation chapter or close of his letter. It wasn't in chapters when he wrote it. The summation of his letter about all of those things. But as we come to the close of our, our series and we look at the, the last few verses in, uh, uh, in, in, in verse number 10 down through verse number 23, let me just give you a quick little outline, if I may. Paul deals with, I think, five things. First of all, he deals with the personal financial support that he has received from others. And we'll talk about that in a minute. That'll be our, our emphasis for today's podcast. Then secondly, he talks about having a proper attitude, a proper attitude about our lives and where we are in life. Then he, he talks about the, uh, the, the provision of power in our lives to live that our joy might be full. And then thirdly, he, he talks about the promise of the provisions that God has given to us so that we may be able to maintain our joy. And then last of all, my last podcast on Philippians 4 uh, on, on, and, and the book of Philippians really will be when Paul identifies the people that he's reached through his personal witnessing while a prisoner in Rome. What a tremendous thought, in spite of all that he was involved in, to be used of God. Today, though, I call your attention to verse number uh, 10, and we'll maybe skip around a little bit, but I want to talk to you about that sometimes if we really take a look at the way God has provided for us, it is a maintenance. The thought of it is a maintenance of our inner peace and our inner joy. Paul said in verse 10, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, the how at the, la at the last your care for me. And that care there is referencing, as we'll see in, in, in a few moments, referencing the, the financial assistance, I'm providing lodging, taking care. For your care of me hath flourished again. Wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Then he goes in verse 11 and he says, And not that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content, and I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Then he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Notwithstanding, 
ye have well done that you communicate with my affliction. The word communicate there has to do with you have assisted me, you've helped me in the mix in the midst of my affliction. He didn't, if you uh, skip down to verse number 16, he said, for even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again to my necessity, my needs. Up in verse number 15, he says, now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated, no, no church supported me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So here's a compliment to the, to the church in, in Philippi, how that they took care of the Apostle Paul. Now let me give you some things to think about today. I, um, I pastored for many years, 50 plus years. In the course of that time, the church met my necessities and above. In other words, financially, they took care of me. If I had a particular need, they were there to assist me. I, I recall, uh, only I had this happen once, but I, I, I pastored a church in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, Calvary Baptist Church, and there was a, a man there, very, 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 very wonderful man. His name was Harold Shoemaker. Dr. Shoemaker, uh, was, uh, was one of the deacons. And when I went there, he said, my ministry, God has given me the ministry of taking care of you, the pastor. And I thought, wow, that's unusual. But over the years that I was there, I saw Carl Schumacher and his wonderful wife, Sandy, do just that. Now, they didn't, they, they didn't shower money upon us, that's not to say that upon occasion they didn't share of their resources, but that wasn't it. They took care of what they said was the man of God, the pastor. Can I say to you that today we're living in a, in a, in a world in America, a religious world in America, and it's not necessarily the fault of the people. Some of it is the fault although we were trained in our seminaries and our Bible colleges, and we approach ministry like a business. I want a business contract. I want to know how many days I'm going to get off, what days, uh, what days I'm expected to work, how many hours I have to put in, what's my compensation, is there a retirement package, are you paying this, are you paying that? And, and, and I'm not here to, to judge that at all. I am here to say I'm 76 years of age, I have never asked the church, what are you gonna pay me? I've never asked what is my, my how many days do I get off and how many weeks of, uh, of vacation. I've never said, well, I'll need a sabbatical. I've never done any of that. And I'm not saying maybe I should have, but I never did because I believe, as was the case with the Apostle Paul, that the church, wherever I'm at, would take care of me and my needs. Now, I no longer have a church. I haven't had a church since 2014, so almost 10 years now. Well, you say, well, how do you do that now? The same way I did when I was a pastor. When I go to a church, I never make a demand. I never say, all right, what's the honorarium going to be? Or what's the love offering going to be? Can you pay my expenses? Uh, 
I do ask sometimes, will, will there be lodging for me or do I need to get my own lodging because I don't want to duplicate what's being done. But I'm not doing that so that they'll do it. I'm just doing that so I know whether I need to do it. I've never asked for a dime. I may make a general plea, I need this in order to go. And uh, if you if you can, would like to contribute, that'll be fine. I, I, I live by faith. And you know what I found out? I found out that the churches and the Christians have always met my necessities and above. You see, I believe that we can't preach faith if we don't live faith. We can't, we, can't, we, we, we can't exhort others to step out and trust God for whatever if we who are leadership aren't willing to step out and trust God. It's the churches. Now, let me flip the coin. The responsibility of, of Christians that God has blessed is to share their blessings with others. You know, I, I could not have stayed and I couldn't even stay now. It'd be hard for me to stay on the road now without financial support, monthly support, occasional support, whatever, from churches and from, church, and from Christians. It'd be impossible. The Apostle Paul was able to do what he did because of the support of the Philippian church and others. You and I need to understand that as believers, when God blesses us, we need to bless those that are serving the Lord, supporting missionaries, supporting evangelists, and that's one thing you very rarely hear. But every evangelist needs monthly support. What they get from week to week will barely pay their expenses, and sometimes not even that. So I, I just encourage you to think about that. Churches need to need to step up. Christians need to step up. That is our responsibility. Paul said, I, 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 I want to thank you that when I had need in my necessity, you met my need. Well, these are some thoughts as Paul is closing. Now, let me give you just two, two closing statements that you can kind of hold on to for the day. We've been talking about how to maintain our joy. There is no greater joy than the joy of giving. To be able to be a conduit of God to bless somebody else, what a thrill, what an opportunity. Number two, there is no greater joy than be the recipient of the gifts and the offerings, the help, whatever it might be, the prayers, whatever, of others. May God help us to learn to live lives that are filled with joy. May we be able to give the testimony, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice because we're rejoicing in the Lord always. Well, I've enjoyed talking with you today. We'll be back uh, for the next podcast. I hope you'll tune in. We'll come into a close in the series of discussions from the book of Philippians. Until next time, this is Rudy Holland saying God bless you. Have a great day and goodbye.